0: A reading from Matthew 13 verses 31 through 34 the parable of the mustard seed he put before them another parable the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in a field it is the smallest of all the seeds but when it is grown It is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. The parable of the yeast. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until it was all leavened. The use of parables. Jesus told the crowds all these things in parables without a parable he told them nothing have you ever noticed that you'll sometimes see the same commercial about six times in one 30 thirty-minute TV show <laughs> apparently there's some science somewhere that says that you've got to pound the same message over and over and over and over for it to sink into our heads. Well, today is the final stewardship sermon. (laughs) But with all of the mailings and announcements and calls and Sunday school visits, hopefully this commercial has uh, gotten through. Uh, Today and the rest of this month is the time for us to pledge next year's budget. As the Hubble so wonderfully illustrated, multiplication table is our theme this year. We're looking at ways that God multiplies gifts and efforts to make a much, much larger impact. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, Joshua Scott preached about a boy with a lunch that in the hands of Jesus was multiplied to feed an entire hillside of people. Last week, uh, Ali used the great uh, chessboard fable about the grain, one grain of rice that ended up feeding an entire village. Then I preached about God's economy and how one peach pit uh, can make bushels and bushels of peaches. But today our focus is on two parables about the kingdom of heaven. They are both about things small that become large. But note that the kingdom of heaven is, is too big, it's too majestic, too mysterious, too multi-layered for just a quick definition Jesus doesn't say, Get out your quill, I've got a working definition of the kingdom of heaven for you. Instead, Jesus keeps pointing and saying, Look, there it is, there it is, there it is again. Hints and illusions. Jesus describes in simile and metaphor, it's just too big to jot down on a note card and put in your pocket. You can't do that. So Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like a wedding feast. The kingdom of heaven is like brides and grooms, sheeps and shepherds, wheat and tares. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour. And in a quick pass, the meaning of these two parables is, is pretty straightforward. The kingdom of heaven starts small, mustard seed, pinch of yeast, one man, Jesus preaching and teaching all over Galilee. And like the seed grows into a mighty tree, like a pinch of yeast makes the dough expand, the message of Jesus spreads and spreads to every corner of the world. But as we're soon to see, both of these parables are a whole lot funnier than that. This is misdirection again. We've we've come to expect this from Jesus, haven't we? When we're trained to see things one way, we often miss what's right in front of us. Have you noticed you do that when you proofread? Right? You'll you'll know what the word was supposed to be and your eye catches what it was supposed to be so you don't look at every letter and you just, because you know, you expect What it is. You've anticipated. And so you miss what's actually right in front of you. Our expectation is that this parable about a tiny seed is just going to become this majestic tree, like the cedars of Lebanon in Psalms. Our expectation when we read through it is a pinch of yeast. It's gonna become a golden loaf of bread. Smells of Panera Bakery wafting. It's not it. Part of it is we're so accustomed to reading the words of Jesus with kind of stern and weighty seriousness that we forget that anybody who's fully alive has a great sense of humor. If we read this instead uh, with, with seeing Jesus with a twinkle in his eye, it reads a little differently. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that somebody went and sowed in his field. It's the smallest of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds in the air come and make nests in its branches Okay, well, first of all, a mustard seed is basically a pungent weed. Nobody's sowing mustard seeds. The Mishnah, the the writings of the ancient oral Hebrew tradition, specifically warn against planting mustard seed. Any of y'all plant kudzu this year? Nobody, plant, nobody plants mustard seeds. And we expect the mustard seed would, in the parable, grow to be a great redwood, the cedars of Lebanon. For those who planted a mustard seed, end up with a bush about eight or ten feet tall that smells bad. Nobody tends a garden of kudzu. And if you plant this thing eight or ten feet tall and it smells bad, you might get birds. What? (laughs) Or here's the other image. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in three measures of flour till all of it was leavened. Well, first of all, yeast was a symbol of corruption in Jesus' day. And she doesn't stir it in. She doesn't mix it in like the, 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 the cookbook instructions say. She hides it. Our new Revised Standard Version doesn't get the, doesn't get the translation just right. She conceals it. It's crypto in Greek. You know that cryptocurrencies, money you can't see, right? She cryptoed that stuff in there. Sneaky. And three measures of flour? It's enough to feed 100, 150 people. So this image isn't a woman with her apron on taking out a golden, beautiful loaf out of the oven... This is a woman who's got dough just absolutely everywhere. It looks like a scene from an I Love Lucy episode. <laughs> These parables are funny and strange. None of this is ordinary or obvious. Nothing is natural or expected. This is funny, hopeful, surprising, and it's subversive in the ways we're accustomed to Jesus being subversive. The kingdom of heaven doesn't look like tall straight trees. The kingdom of heaven doesn't look like toasted sourdough loaves. The kingdom of heaven looks like a scraggly mustard bush and a woman kneading and fighting enough dough to feed the entire city of Bluffton, Georgia. Baptist professor David Garland says, Jesus' parable hints that the kingdom is breaking into the world in a disarming and for many disenchanting form. We do not sing a mighty mustard bush is our God. The parable implies that the kingdom will not come as a mighty cedar astride the lofty mountain height reaching into the topmost part of the sky, but as a lowly mustard bush. But this shouldn't surprise us, should it? We've been listening for a long time to how surprising and subversive Jesus is. Jesus makes heroes out of Samaritans and tax collectors and women who've got one coin the kingdom of heaven is happening in messy and ordinary ways and that theme plays out all over scripture and it is played out in our lives as well the kingdom happens in seeds that grow by god's multiplying economy but it's happening in quiet, unseen, ordinary ways. Or a pinch of yeast that's concealed, small, quiet, unseen, ordinary. Two weeks ago, uh, Melissa and I went, two weeks ago, Friday, we we went to uh, Graveside service for Tommy Tift in Tifton, Georgia. Uh, we got to Tifton early uh, before the service, so we had time to grab lunch in town, and we still had some time to kill, so we went downtown and walked around the shops in downtown Tifton and peered in the windows and opened a few doors where the bells rang and all of that stuff. We we're just waiting for the graveside service time. When we were walking from one storefront to the next, we passed a blue bench on the sidewalk. There were two women sitting on that bench, both of them about middle aged, One of them beautifully groomed and uh, dressed. The other had all the looks of a hard life with no dental plan and no clean clothes. We walked by, the two were on the bench. We, we didn't stop. We didn't break pace. We were headed to the next. I, I, I didn't really lean in, but I leaned in a little. Just enough to notice what was going on because they were holding hands on the bench and they both had their eyes closed. And I heard, and Lord, give Amy the strength and the confidence to know that you are in control that you are the God who loves her. It was scraggly and quiet and simple. South Georgia bench. Jesus said, there it is. That's the kingdom of God. If the kingdom of heaven were found mostly in cathedrals and endowments and Sistine paintings and marble statuaries, most of us would never get to participate. The kingdom of heaven is quiet and slow and simple and plain, which means that you and I get to jump in and participate anytime we want. If you're concerned that your pledge might be too small to matter, let me remind you of what God does with the small and the quiet and the commonplace. But this is important. Did you notice that in both parables, in both parables of multiplication, where we get to see the magic economy of God at work, it is activated by the action of an ordinary person. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. See? someone took and sowed before God's work started. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman mixed in or hid. And when the woman took and hid it, see, then the kingdom of heaven work started going. You and I have a role to play in this kingdom of heaven enterprise that God is about. The kingdom of heaven is not big and loud and straight as a cedar or beautiful as a loaf of bread. The kingdom is scraggly as a bush that smells bad. The kingdom of heaven is quiet and slow and as ordinary as a pinch of yeast And by God's multiplying magic, all is made leaven. The whole loaf eventually feels its effect. Several years ago, some friends and I were at the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship annual meeting in Charlotte. I don't remember how many years ago it was, but when you hear the rest of the story, you'll know it's a while back. Because about eight buddies and I, when it came time to break for dinner, the crowd rushed out and went into all the really nice restaurants nearby. And so about eight of us went opposite of the traffic and found a pub somewhere around the corner, just an old grungy, dark pub pub but it had right there by the door a perfect seat for us the only table kind of right by the door and it was one of those that where most of the seats are built in bench right on the wall and then they had the long table and a few chairs around. I don't remember who all was there but I remember that Greg DeLoach was in the group. You all know Greg he preached for us recently dean of the school of theology at Mercer But at the time, he was pastor of First Baptist Church of Augusta. Also in the group was David Sapp, who at the time was pastor of Second Ponstellian Baptist Church in Atlanta. Well, we were midway into our meal when a woman about 30 years old uh, paid her check, I suppose, was headed out the front door. And she kind of stumbled by our Our table there. She was with her boyfriend, but it didn't seem to matter because she was flirty and chatty and vulgar and drunk. She said, come on boys, smile. What brings you all to town all dressed up? One of us answered, we're here for a convention. She said, I'm here to get drunk. What kind of convention, she asked. Greg was the one who answered, on our behalf, we're all Baptist ministers and we're here for an annual meeting. (laughs) I thought, oh no, here it goes. She's going to be embarrassed. She's going to start apologizing. I hate this part. Well, instead, she just stopped, went behind Greg's chair, and slid into the booth <laughs> slid in next to whoever was on the end there and she said i came here to get drunk because i've had a terrible day i lost my job today i've got bills i'm scared she put her hand on the middle of the table and said Would you guys put your hand on mine and pray for me? Pray that I'll get a job and pray that God will take care of me? Without hesitating, Greg put his hand on hers. Others around the table put their forks down. People who could reach their hands did. Others put their hands on the shoulder of the person next to them. And there in the middle of a dark pub we all bowed our, hair, our heads and Greg voiced our prayer. Scraggly, quiet, ordinary, simple, a scared woman in a pub. And Jesus said, there it is. That's the kingdom of God. That's what it looks like. That is what the kingdom of heaven looks like. Ordinary people who make small stewardship pledges and offer up simple prayers, do quiet acts of kindness, and those are the things that in the multiplying economy of God transform people's lives. The kingdom of heaven is like a congregation in a city of seven million people who kept doing quiet, small acts of generosity and ministry until the entire city knew that Jesus loved them.